Hi there, and welcome to the Kingdom Sexuality Podcast. We're Paris and Alana, friends who have a heart for intimacy and long to uncover God's truth and design for sexual freedom within marriage. Welcome here. Hey, Kingdom Sexuality. Okay, we have quite the little mini-series that no lie, we were not planning for this, but God gave us a word, and here we are. We're going to be talking specific to purity culture. This is something that started heavily in the 90s, and here we are today, still either not aware of what it is or, you know, still experiencing the damage of it. There is a lot of very huge misconceptions within this that we need to bash out. So we're going to be actually talking about how it's body shamed and objectified women, specifically in the area of how we dress, how we conduct ourselves, sexuality, all those things. And the M word, which is modesty, I feel like that has taken a really, really condescending term throughout the purity culture. So we're going to explore all of this today. So like I said, purity culture has really taken the word modesty and skewed it into such a jumble of confusion and condemnation. Honestly, it's really outright just objectified us as women within the Christian sphere. Um, this probably doesn't shock you, actually. We're, be, we're not going to beat around the bush today around this topic. We're going to go pretty heavy into this, actually, um, because it's high time the movement of the purity culture and the damage that a lot of the messages that it's, it's portrayed are addressed. So we're here to address that today, starting with the topic of what is godly modesty? How are we to just conduct ourselves as godly women and the damage that purity culture has caused on us? Yeah, it's funny you say that too, because I can remember having, I think my sister had it, but like the modest is hottest t-shirt. Yes! Yes! Right? <laughs> like that was so, it was, it was like a big deal to be. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, oh yeah, no, modest is hottest. Like all the, all the shirts would say that and things like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's interesting how without even realizing it, even just wearing a shirt like that and, yes. and believing, you know. Not that modesty isn't attractive. Like mm-hmm. that's not the that's not what we're arguing here at all. Yeah. But it's just interesting how that can shape a brain and form a worldview for someone. Yes, absolutely, which is huge. And there's mm-hmm. actually two overruling messages that pure purity culture has projected onto women when it comes to modesty, and we're gonna explore those today. And the first lie being that women in all of our God-given beautiful curves, our softer voices, whatever it is you want to throw in there, who God made us to be physically as women, um, that we are the ones solely responsible for men's sexual sin. This is a huge, resounding no. And we're going to break this down as to why that is. Romans 14, 13, Alana, you can probably relate to this just as I have, and I'm actually going to share a personal story here in a moment. But Romans 14, 13 has been thrown at women since the 90s in terms of what this purity culture narrative has spoken. And that verse says this, Therefore, let us not judge one another anymore, but rather determine this, not to put an obstacle or a stumbling block in another's way. So let's talk about this stumbling block, shall we? (laughs) This has really been skewed in being used against women in purity culture narrative. So this particular verse has been used abusively um, even in my own life 
okay? And I'm going to share a story here. This has been used against women who are simply women minding their own business, minding their heart and their walk with the Lord, but we are yet somehow thrown under the bus simply because we are beautiful or we have an amazing trait or we're fantastic singers or we're amazing on the piano or we're incredible in business and all of a sudden we have this attention on us that we're not outwardly looking for but now people are coming at us because we're being noticed okay and this does not fit purity culture narrative so then we're condemned this verse was personally thrown at me many times growing up in my life i am still attacked on on this um, on this wow. playing field to this day because I, I'm very tall, okay? I'm almost six feet tall. Um, I have very long legs. I have very long hair. Yes. I walk into a room, you can't not notice me. And I'm not saying this to bring like any kind of pride to myself, but that is just Paris Simpson. That's who I am, okay? Um, I'm a very bubbly, happy person. I'm outgoing and people notice those kinds of things. Just like, Alana, there's all your beautiful traits that people notice about you. But me specifically in that area, people would condemn me in that. I have had countless people in my church growing up and to this day um, where people come up to me and they will say, you you shouldn't be wearing anything that is a little bit higher than your knees because you have really long legs and you are going to catch a man's eyes with those legs. You are going to catch a man's eyes with wearing your hair down, Paris Simpson. And like all this kind of stuff. And growing up, I am just so blessed and honored to have the parents I did because they walked me very, very well through that. But I'm not going to lie and say it didn't hurt because it hurt. And it caused a lot of confusion on my end. It really, really did. You know, I had women specifically saying that I'm catching the eyes of their sons. So I better watch the way I dress. I need to wear baggy clothes. I need to wear boys clothes. I've been told these things, you guys. Right? Like, is that not yeah. crazy? It's not okay. Like, it's so not no. okay. Alana, can you relate to these things too? Like, what has been your experience with the purity narrative? Yeah, no, I totally can relate. And definitely yeah. not with the long legs. <laughs> but <laughs> but with, for, for me, I, I developed, like, my boobs earlier right. than maybe my friends. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and so instantly shirts that wouldn't necessarily mm-hmm. give cleavage to anyone else, I'm like, oh, here it is. I can't wear this or I like now all of a sudden, you know, they're showing in that way. And so yes. it was really interesting trying to navigate. No kidding. That. And I don't know if people specifically ever said things to me, not that I can remember. But you're I'm, I'm you're conscious of it. Naive. Like- <laughs> That I feel like I wouldn't have picked up on it if someone had been saying that to me as, as like a, hey, like, but I, I feel like I do remember people saying like to pull up my shirt. Right. Like if it would like, if I'm wearing a V-neck and it happens to like, you know, clothes adjust, you know, you have to adjust yeah. your clothes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely I can remember that being, and even like wanting to wear certain clothes, but then, but if I wanted to wear that one, well then my boobs would, you know, then I would have yes. maybe a little bit of cleavage. Yeah. And not that. You know, maybe as a kid, like, it's like, okay, that's fine. Like, maybe don't have that. But I don't know. It was just, it's definitely been something that was a struggle in that sense mm-hmm. where 
where you're not sure what to wear, you just don't, you know, where there's like that you wear the tank top under your t-shirt with like another tank top to like try and cover it yes. up all the way. Um, right. But I, I know I don't, yeah, it's a tricky thing because mm-hmm. you're looking back and I'm thinking of like, you know, if I have my own daughters and you see them yes. wearing things that are inappropriate but I don't ever think it was inappropriate I think it was right. just you were just how my body was made yes but we don't know how to navigate yeah. that because it has been viewed and put upon us in such a negative light that we're like yeah. I don't even know what I can and can't wear you know like yeah. that was me too yeah or like wanting to buy the pretty swimsuits or whatever oh my gosh them. swimsuits oh, you know, that was a coming, nightmare journey right? <laughs> you can't even oh for real so I mean we're sharing these things with you guys because we've been through it we still go through it like this is still very much part of our world which is really really sad right um and as you can see it's caused a lot of confusion and Alan and I have both had to work (laughs) through this right and I'm sure every single woman has had this encounter at least once if not many times in her life um so let's let's get a little bit let's let's move on here and just look at the repercussions of this mentality. So this is very relatable for all of us. As women, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this right now. The the underlying the underlying reason for all of these things that are projected onto us as, as women, you know, like that we have too long of legs, that our, our breasts are too noticeable, that we have too many curves, whatever it may be. Why are people saying this? It's because throughout purity culture, women have been made the ones that are responsible for men's sexual sin. That is the bottom line. And that's not biblical. That's not okay. That's also very demeaning for our men, may I add. That is not awesome. Um, That is not what God says about sexuality and modesty and how we carry ourselves. So we're going to dig deeper into those things yet. But because we know there's a line. We know there's definitely a line um, within being a woman after God's heart and how we carry ourselves, how we dress. We know that is absolutely thing because we're ultimately modeling Christ, right? But my main point is here, just because we are women of God, walking with a heart of his purity and integrity never, ever, ever means that we take the responsibility of a man when his sexual sins comes into play. That is not for us Mm -hmm. to bear. It's not for us to bear. He has decided to throw responsibility or honor or dignity or respect or whatever it is to the wayside and blame it on, quote unquote, account of you. Okay? That is not being a healthy brother in Christ. Okay? We as women, when we are walking amidst the presence of the Lord and bringing our hearts to him and showing up in a true heart of modesty and purity in account of how the gospel defines it, that is good. Okay, and if, if people are blaming you still for their sins or for their loss or whatever it may be, just because you are you, that's not okay. That's not for you to mirror. And that's important. This is important for us to know and speak out for women. Yeah. No, I like too that you say like this doesn't negate the fact that we're still supposed to be, you know, our temples are still, like our body is still a temple, right, yeah. of the Lord. Absolutely. So it's not like you just are like, Oh, like I love Jesus with all my heart, so I will wear 
practically nothing and walk down the street. There's like a different, there's a difference here. Yes. Where, you know, I feel like, yes, we, we understand that, you know, men um, often are very visually stimulated. (laughs) Right. So we we understand that and we know that. And it's important for us to understand that. Yes. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But at the same time, it's it's not even necessarily that. It's more just that that culture, like that the purity culture is then making women feel this Mm -hmm. shame Mm -hmm. for maybe doing nothing. Like, or like, I don't know, first, just naturally the way their bodies are designed. That's right. That's right. And that, that goes into the next subject really well, Alana, because Mm. the second overriding lie that purity culture throws at women is that our bodies are to be shameful and ashamed of because we are potentially walking temptations for men. So if if yeah. our bodies are constantly being blamed for others' lust, then naturally shame follows suit, right? Naturally, right. we're going to be ashamed and conscious and, you know, um, we're going to lack confidence in our bodies and who we are as women because we're being projected onto us that we are potentially always going to be walking temptations for men. We better watch it. You know, you're going to make someone slip up. Right. Like that is so condescending. That is, that takes so much freedom away from women in walking confidently in Christ and into our callings and anointings of the Lord because we're ultimately walking in fear and fear gets us nowhere, right? Like this is so much bigger than people realize. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like so much mm-hmm. bigger. Um, yeah. And I mean, we're constantly told to cover up for the sake of men. Rather than walking in purity, you know, being aware of how God has made both men and women wonderfully different. And we can embrace that and we can celebrate our differences together and be respectful of our differences together. You know, like that is important as well. And I think that's where we need to be heading with this purity narrative that's been just Mm. taken over for so long, right? Um, Because that ultimately objectifies us as women. That's what these lies are screaming. They're objectifying us as women. That's what we – we don't need more of that. We've we've been objectified for centuries, right? And the purity culture has done nothing different. They've done the exact same, right? And that causes so much damage. Yeah, it's like we need to – yeah, it's like we need to take the the light off of of women in the sense where it's like yes. we're all looking at ourselves, you know, mm-hmm. like this culture mm-hmm. is just telling us to then, you know, well, look at look at you when really we need to, like you said when you're thinking about it in like a like a respectful way, like yeah. I don't know, like you're following Jesus, so then you need to be like looking at Him. It's like we're instead of looking in the mirror, we're not looking yeah. at ourselves in this. We need to be yeah. looking at Jesus. Keep our eyes on Him. Absolutely. Because you know what? If something is inappropriate, hopefully, if your eyes are on Jesus and you're walking with Him right now, Holy Spirit will prick your heart and you'll be like, Hey, maybe I shouldn't be wearing this. Amen. You know what? It's right. Like maybe that's where we should be looking for for deciding what we're wearing, <laughs> you know? Be like, yeah. okay, Jesus, what do you think of my outfit today? Yeah. Like, yeah. what would be the harm in that versus, okay, culture, like, okay, people around me or men, like, 
what do you think of my outfit today? It's like, okay, yeah. well, let's, instead of Bring basing, it back to the Lord. Yeah. Keeping yes. our eyes on him. Yes. And seeing, you know, if he's like, you know, if you're feeling uncomfortable, mm-hmm. you know, something's pricking your heart, mm-hmm. then take that and understand, you know, even when you're buying clothes, you know, yeah. start it there versus when you're going to go out to the beach. Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like, yeah. yeah, this is just a really, it's a really good way to think about it with just like taking the limelight off of yourself and just, mm. you know, put it on Jesus because it's too easy to just slip down this path of, yeah. of feeling shame because what if I'm tempting someone without realizing it Yeah, and all that pressure that puts on, on women. Yeah. And how demeaning is that? Like that is, like I said, that takes everything out of the freedom of walking in Christ. If you're just in the fear of causing someone to slip up, that is a very toxic place to be, right? We're mm. not meant to be in that place at all. I think on the flip side, let's challenge this. Let's sit and marvel with us as women, like who God made us to be as a woman. It's a gift, you know, like the different anatomy to be able to have the ability to perfectly give and receive sexual pleasure with your spouse. How amazing is that? He made us to cycle every month to cleanse and produce eggs that can grow into literal growing tiny babies. How amazing (laughs) is that? You know? We have, yeah. we're able to powerfully, intuitively give birth, something only a woman can do and do incredibly. That's amazing. We have the most amazing bodies than that recover and heal from that birth. We have breasts that sustain and feed our beautiful children. Like, what if that was what the world was saying, you know? What if that was? And I wish yeah. the world was saying that, but it's not. Um yeah. But take it back to the Bible. This is how God talks about us. This is how God made us. Look at how he made us, right? And that's beautiful. It's beautiful. The woman's body is a beautiful, amazing, immaculate masterpiece. And we should be walking in that confidence that the Lord has placed on us as women. We've been objectified. We've been abused. We've been dis- like looked at less than human for centuries. You know, look at different time frames of the world and how women have been treated Satan has been out to get us from the start, you guys. Go back to the Garden of Eden. We know that the enemy is on our tails. I think it's time we walk into that power and be like, yeah, he's here for us, but we're taking a stand and we're like crushing out these lies. We're crushing out these lies and we're walking into the true power and freedom that we're meant to live in within Christ. You know, it's so important to just look at the flip side of this. You know, instead of being discouraged of what we've come through, look at the power of what we can be walking into, right? And I think a part of it is, is like the worldly culture we're in is also to blame. Definitely, you have to be really mindful of what's out there mm-hmm. because the world would tell you that, you know, like not, not in the way that you're saying, like we're celebrating a woman's body because of the way the Lord made it, but more so that, well, you just need to please yourself and you need to do what feels right for you, right? It's more the individualism side of it where it's like, well, you do what feels good for you and who cares what other people say. Yeah, because that's not what the gospel says. There's definitely a difference. Yes, we need to take it back to the Bible. Always, always, always. Who does the Lord say we are? We're his. We're his disciples. We're, We're his creation. We're made in his image. You know, we're walking temples of him. And 
so there is an entire aspect. I feel we could do an entire other episode on this. Entire <laughs> aspect on that, you know, where, yeah, you're right. Individualism and what the world is really speaking out in terms of do you, do what feels good, you yeah. know, that's not what the Bible says. It's not what the Bible says, right? And we're here to be followers, imitators of the Lord. So, like, walking out of this conversation and, you know, on the flip side of the lies we just addressed, like you're saying, Alana, what does the gospel say about us as women? What does it say how a godly woman carries herself and dresses and conducts herself? You know, like what does the Lord say about that, which is so important. I often hear, and I am fully guilty of this, um, and I'm not saying this is a bad thing, but I'm just, or I'm just encouraging us to look at this maybe a little bit different. We will often get together as women, we'll, we'll glorify women of the Bible, be like, I want to be like Mary. I want a heart like Mary. You know, I want the strength of Mary. Or I want, you know, the confidence of Esther. Or I want to be a leader like Deborah. Or whatever it may be. These are amazing women, and I'm not demeaning that. But I want to challenge us this. Our sole role model we are to follow and be like is Jesus. We are supposed to be like mm. Jesus. I desire to be like Jesus. Okay? All these other amazing people in the Bible and in the world that God has placed here are examples for us. But Jesus is who we're supposed to be following and running fully after. Right? Jesus is full of wisdom and full of the love of his Father and full of forgiveness and truth and healthy boundaries. He's given us a clear view of what his role is and we're supposed to mimic that, right, in our lives. We want to be those things. Within scripture, we're given amazing examples to further learn from. Um, And one of these is Proverbs 31. So let's go, Alana, a little bit more specific into, you know, passages for women, which I think is just beautiful that God has put this amazing Bible together and he's specified so many things for us as women. And I think that's amazing because he acknowledges us which is contrary to a lot of what culture has said to us as women, right? Yeah, I feel like Proverbs 31 is like a, it's a great place to look. Mm-hmm. And and I feel like it's, you know, what you write on like the Mother's Day cards or the, you yes. know, your writing cylinder card. Yes. And you like, but you you have this, this woman who is so hardworking and so strong and wise and mm-hmm. you know she has this confidence and grace about her and it's beautiful yeah and it's such a great it's such it's a beautiful thing that she's even mentioned in there to be honest with you yeah so it's absolutely amazing it's a great book or a great passage of the scriptures mm-hmm. and there's another great place um in the first book of peter yes and in it we are encouraged to be as holy as God is, to fervently love one another with an honor as brothers and sisters in Christ. Yes. We are uplifted through this fervency and sharing the importance of us keeping our hearts and minds filled with the word and to yes. be examples of Christ, to live mm-hmm. righteously. And in chapter three, Peter talks about ladies specifically. And he never actually once objectifies us or calls us out on our bodies as being a temptation to men. So Peter actually acknowledges that we, am I, am I good? Yeah. Sorry. I'm just, I'm just getting excited because I have a thought that I want to share after this. (laughs) I'm like, she can see me. I'm like, wait, I noticed you. (laughs) That is so funny. I was like, saw you in the corner of my eye. I was like. Something's happening. Keep going. Keep going. 
Peter actually acknowledges that we love to look beautiful. And ladies, we we know mm-hmm. that's just in our nature. And yeah. I don't think we need to deny that mm-hmm. just because we want to look beautiful, whether it's mm-hmm. for ourselves, for our husbands, yeah. you know, to go out somewhere. Like, I feel like that's, it's, a, you know, we're honoring our bodies. We're, mm-hmm. we're thanking the Lord for what he's given us. Yes. I think that's a fantastic thing, right? So Peter goes on saying that our adornment must not only be external, so he mentions like our hair, wearing jewelry and beautiful clothing, but mm-hmm. he did not condemn that. He acknowledges it. Yes. And it's a good thing to feel good in our own skin and confident in our body that God has given us. Mm-hmm. And so we are be caretakers of that. And so to regard our bodies of, as, like we've said before, like God's temple, as yes. holy and honorable vessel. And so that implies like the honor we ourselves should have for the person that God made us to be. Yes. Very much so. Very much so. Okay. And I'm going to yes. go back to what I was getting excited. Yeah. Hey, it's something that is just so huge for me that I, I didn't actually realize this until you were saying these words, Alana, is mm. in First Peter in chapter 3, again, purity culture narrative throws this at us all the time. I literally know people who stop braiding their hair, wearing gold jewelry, not silver, because Peter mentions gold jewelry, and beautiful clothes, because they were told that Peter is actually saying, you cannot wear these. These are sinful. Where does Mm. it say that? I would like to know. Like, Peter is acknowledging what we dress like and what we love as women we've always loved jewelry we've always loved wearing beautiful clothing things that make us just feel I don't know a little bit extra that's not wrong he's not here saying don't do these things this is evil this is wrong you know I've had people say I'm gonna go to hell because I'm wearing braids and jewelry like come on you guys like this is not at all what God sees it's just so crazy to me that it's gotten this far gone. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it baffles me and it breaks my heart because all of a sudden we're not we're not honed in on what the Lord's doing in our hearts and in and through us and anointing us and we're walking in that anointing. We're just so consumed on what we can and cannot do and can and cannot wear that everything else goes out the window and all of a sudden we're distracted, which is one of the number one things the enemy will do to us to get us off of our path. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, that's 100%. so huge. That's so huge. And I had to mention that because I was like, this is this is another really big topic that is just so yeah. prevalent within all of this. And I feel like I need to actually just read the passage really quick. Yeah, just so it. people can understand. Because I feel like we've talked about it a little bit, but I'll just read like the specific verse yes, that please. we've kind of been talking about here. So it's first Peter three three. Um, it says, Don't be concerned about the outward beauty of fancy hairstyles, expensive jewelry, or beautiful clothes. You should mm-hmm. close yourselves instead with the beauty that comes from within, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is so precious to God. Yes. Which, amen. Like, mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when you are walking in a place where you you have that confidence of the Lord in you yes. and you have that, you know, that gentle and quiet spirit, you know, I feel like, you know, it's saying you need to close yourself in that. You have to have this, you know, this spirit that's honed in on Jesus and that yes. is settled in him. Yes. But it's not saying that you can't 
have those other things. It's saying, you know, don't let that be your focus. Focus exactly. on the, the heart of, like, where your heart is. Where's your soul? Exactly. Focus on that. And then, yeah, that's fine. But make sure your heart is in a right place to be concerned with that first. Clothing yourself with the beauty that's coming from within. Right? You know, it says yes. a little bit further, like, this is how the holy women of old made themselves yes. beautiful. They put their trust in God. Yes. And accepted authority of their husbands. Right? So, like, yes. This is what they did. They they focused on their hearts, mm-hmm. and then, and then yeah, then they could focus on their hairstyles. But it's yes. it's saying don't be don't make that the forefront of of your exactly. life here. You, and that's the point of this verse. Life shouldn't be revolving around that. Yes, exactly. that is the point of this verse, and I think that's so important to address. And I'm so glad you did that because it's important. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. That's something that's gotten really skewed over the years, which is why we're addressing this. Okay, so to wrap this up, the end note here going to be is that Paris and I aren't going to tell you (laughs) how you should or should not dress. We're not going to judge every piece of clothing you own or wear. That's not the point of this. Um, That's a journey for you and between you and the Lord, between you and your husband. Yes. That's not for us to decide what's good, what's not. This is a matter of the heart, right? Like we mentioned. And so there's a lot of scripture you'll see that speaks to this. And so go and search it out so we know, right? There's so much, there's so much out that you can look for and look into. And we know the beauty we hold and the high standard of holiness we are called to model after. Because really we're just supposed to be mirrors of Jesus. Right? We're just supposed to reflect him and who he is. So that's that's the point here, is that we are here to be disciples of Jesus and we are supposed to be modeling him through who we are. Woo! Hey friends, thank you so much for hanging out with us as we dive deeper into meaningful, godly intimacy, tackle the hard questions, and embrace truth while we're at it. We're also on Instagram at Kingdom Sexuality. You'll find our Instagram handle below in the show notes where you'll also see any other resource links we may have mentioned in today's episode. As always, our hearts are to cultivate deep community and freedom with you guys. And we cannot wait to continue this journey alongside you. We'll see you in the next episode.